All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Nick Langan on this WXVNU special, V89 won the roar. Uh, thrilled to have with me uh, Orlando and Patricia uh, making up the group Minas, the Brazilian jazz ensemble. Um, that, <laughs> excuse me, that we're just so excited. Um, we're recording this. Um, the day prior to their performance at the uh, the Mullen uh, Performing Center here uh, on the campus of Villanova. And we're just so thrilled they're going to be here on campus. Orlando, Patricia, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, how are you doing today? We're great. Our pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Likewise, likewise. And and so I just figured uh, we would take the listeners uh, just, you know, maybe do it a little bit chronologically. I just find the whole story of Mina is so exciting, uh, particularly for, you know, we have college students listening to us on campus and how you two met on the campus of UNC. Um, right. Maybe Orlando, uh, take us through growing up in Brazil. Um, oh. And I understand like you moved to Rio at age 12, um, just, just developing sort of your interest in music. How did that all come about? Yeah, well, I always loved music. Uh, my father was a doctor and we had a, a cook in a house that played the radio all the time. She played all the hits and I used to go in the kitchen and sing along with her. And then um, I decided to, uh, take piano lessons because my mother was a pianist and uh, she was taking piano lessons and I would hear her practice every morning. So I started uh, taking piano lessons and then one day I walked into an auditorium and I saw uh, a quartet of uh, young guys that were a little older than I playing a Beatles song. So I said, whoa, that's what I want to do. I don't want to play piano anymore. I want to play electric guitar. So I actually made my own electric guitar there was a guy that, uh, you know, who was a, a woodworker and he helped me and I bought the parts and blah, blah, blah. And then started my own band in Brazil. And that's how I got into music. Awesome. Awesome. That's, uh, you know, what a, a an inspirational story. Um, and so, you know, building the timeline, I think you studied at the uh, the the Villa Lobos Institute uh, classical right. guitar. Um, and so that, you know, did that sort of, you know, build upon that experience? Um, and, it and maybe did. I always loved classical music and uh, I continued my classical education, but always had a band with friends in Rio. And then I was a little frustrated our school with our school because uh, Brazil was under a military regime. Mm. They didn't give any money to the art schools. We had excellent teachers, but not good facilities, not good pianos. So I thought, you know what, if I'm going to uh, dedicate myself to music, I'd like to, uh, you know, to study in depth. So I sure, came to sure. North Carolina School of the Arts, and that's where I met Patricia. That's uh, so Patricia, uh, understanding you grew up uh, in uh, Carlisle, uh, Central PA. Um, so maybe talk about some of your Pennsylvania roots um, and what led you um, to UNC, where you eventually met uh, this Brazilian gentleman. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I, I just started singing and playing at a very young age, you know, probably about six years old. I was just banging on the piano, making up songs. Um, 
And I grew up doing musical theater in a um, resort playhouse in my area. And, um, but by the time I was 14, um, I started hearing music from Brazil, you know, through Brazil 66 and, you know, Girl from Ipanema on the radio. And it just really caught my, you know, ears and I fell in love with the music. So, you know, like my friends were growing up listening to rock and everything, which I was open to, but I was really into Brazilian music and like early roots, jazz and ragtime music. Um, in high school. So um, by the time I went to North Carolina School of the Arts, when we met, I had approached Orlando about um, helping me write lyrics in Portuguese to a Brazilian, um, you know, type of song I had written. And actually, that became the first um, name, the name of our first album that we ever put out, Nunji Azul, in a blue day. So that's, track, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. That's... <laughs> That's and so this had to be probably like late seventies, correct? Uh, yes. Wow, yeah. wow. That's yeah. Um, and what what sort of connected you to? Was it just Patricia knowing you know that that you already had that interest in Brazilian music? Um, was it was it something deeper? Um, like what sort of obviously sparked, obviously a multifaceted relationship, but, you know, looking at it musically, um, what sort of connected you two, do you think? Uh, well, we wrote the song together and we kind of became best friends very quickly. And then one thing led to another. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, our voices blended. Sure. sure First sure. moment that we sang together it was such a great blend of, you know, our vocal quality. And we both had very similar um, sort of, uh, you know, ideas of music. And anytime we came together to play, each of us, we felt really enhanced each other's music, whether it was our original music or um, playing around with Brazilian music. So it was just a very natural fit. I did. <laughs> I understand. I understand. That's uh, we're talking with uh, Orlando Haddad and uh, Patricia King, who uh, are formed the uh, band Minas um, that's coming to Villanova. We're recording this on the Tuesday before uh, the, their Wednesday performance at the uh, Mullen Center for the Performing Arts here on V891 The Roar. Um, so you form Minas. First, maybe just quickly talk about the name that is the the southeast state in Brazil, the Correct. inspiration maybe um, for how this sort of fit uh, name wise. I know that that sometimes, you know, bands talk about the origin of their names. That can yeah. be a complex process. Maybe talk about that yeah. a little bit. Uh, well, it was it's kind of simple. Um, we were juniors in college and we decided to go spend uh, the winter in America, which is summer in Brazil. And we actually got some sort of permission from the school to take three months off. And wow. we, 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 research. we said, <laughs> we're going to do research on the music. <laughs> <laughs> That's and what I like did. to hear. That's <laughs> we That's did a lot of research. <laughs> we heard a lot of music. We played in the samba bands. We recorded, actually, we in, in those days, it was 1977, there, were, there was no videotape. 
Sure, sure. So sure. we used Super 8 and we recorded we, and we documented everything and, and we were graduating the following year and we used that, that material for our senior project. Wow, how about that? What and our name? teacher gave us an A. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after you saw the carnival pictures. <laughs> that is so the that was big because we were in an uh, you know a classical conservatory, and this was you know about popular music and sure music. A, little, a little off you know left of yeah. center or, or for what would normally be probably a final project or presented. I I, I can imagine. I can imagine. Exactly. Then we did our first multimedia presentation with Super 8 films, slides, and uh, cassette, uh, you know, live recordings. Like ahead of the game, like, uh, you know, (laughs) PowerPoint before there was PowerPoint. That's uh, right. um, But but that had to be so, like, exhilarating, too, um, you know, obviously doing that. But was that... Did that sort of coincide with like the the early days of the band? Because I know, you know, eventually it grew into you're touring some of the, I guess you want to say mid-Atlantics, you know, from mm-hmm. obviously you were in NC, but um, Southside Virginia, um, maybe even I think you were, you know, you did some stops up into PA. Um, yeah. Was that around that time as well? It was around 1977, yeah, well, 78. We, we were juniors in college. But okay. when we were in Brazil, we brought back a Brazilian drummer. Who was <laughs> oh, one wow. of our, so that, was, that was a big thing. We, we met one of Rolando's old friends who was a musician, and we brought him back. And that sort of started the whole group thing. And you we know? started gigging, even though we were still students. students we started gigging. That's- that's we lived right. off campus. We bought a car. We bought a PA system, and we. Oh, that's, that and uh, he was from Minas. So, so uh, we were, you know, we had a photo shoot, and uh, we needed a name. And I said, "Well, let's call it Rio." And Patricia said, "Nah, let's not call it that. It's too commercial. Let's call it Minas." I think that is very distinguishing because I mean, <laughs> Rio is awesome, but. I think that's true. Like, you know, that could be, you know, I'm sure there's many, many, many different variations of, you know, bands and, and gigs using Rio. So right. that, that, that very much stands out. That's um, wow. What a, you know, what a wonderful college experience or at least your, your undergrad experience. Um, and, and so, you know, but you become, I want to say somewhat established in the U S but then the two of you moved to Brazil. Uh, is that correct? That's correct. Mm-hmm. We uh, actually, before we left North Carolina, we lived there about seven years. We went in the studio and cut our first album, Nunji Azul, but didn't release it. We went up to New York. We sent it out to re- some le- record labels and inner city records got interested and actually jotted down some sort of letter that they were going to contract us for four albums. But for some reason, um, they went bankrupt. Hmm. And the albums never happened, and we decided to go down to Brazil. By that time, we had a, a young daughter, and she was one year old, and we went to Brazil so she could meet my family. And uh, we started, we established an apartment in Rio de Janeiro, started doing gigs there, and uh, um, and then we decided to come back to the States because we felt the economy just wasn't good enough to support, you know, uh, being a musician. 
And then um, we said, why don't we release our album? We had gotten together with uh, this gentleman named Antonio Adolfo, who is actually a very famous Brazilian jazz musician. And uh, he was the first to actually um, do an independent recording. He said, no, you don't need a record company. You can just do it yourself. And we said, and he said, I'll, I'll let you know how, you know. And he, we went to his house and he sat down and said, this is what you need to do. Gave us contacts at uh, a record plant in Rio de Janeiro, at Polygram. Mm. So we made our first album. We got the cover. We printed it. And we did a show in my hometown. Oh, that's wonderful. And released that's the album, Nunjia Zoo. And became part of the, one of the first independent um, recording artist organizations. That's when it was really new. And, you know, we came back to the States. But while we were in the States, we had left a number of albums back in Brazil. And Orlando's house, in his mother's house, had a fire. Ooh. And all our albums burned. And we had a couple in the States. Um, and, you know, some years ago, some young people we were working with said, you got to re, you know, reissue the re album. this album. And then we found out that it was a, um, a collector's item in Europe and Brazil. And part of the, of the interest was the fact that they were so limited and there's a story that they had burned in this fire. You know, so it's just like we didn't know about this till we said, someone said, hey, your album's selling for $300 on the internet. And here they were. Wow, that's no, it, it, when it becomes obviously, you know, going back, you know, 40 years or so, and then the fact that they're obviously out of print um, and, you know, whether it's vinyl only or that, that makes it, you know, that makes them very distinguished. Um, but it's funny, like, you know, sometimes that, that market, you know, it, it's hard to find. So, yeah. um, but that's, that's, so did those albums eventually get re-released re uh, yes we uh, reissued it in 2016 we did a run of 500 vinyl wow 500 regular vinyl records and then we did a hundred blue the vinyl was you know the color blue the name of the record is nunjia zoo which means okay, blue okay. Day. wow a very blue cover so we did 600 and the, those are sold out i sold out to japan to uh, europe and we sold some here as well. Oh, that's wonderful. That's, that's, you know, they, you know, um, ends up having a happy ending despite obviously the fire, despite, so that's, that's yeah, great. sort of yeah. the, the, you know, I, I, what it shows, I think the appetite for music, good music out there, like people, if it's out there, people will find it. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's a testament to what you both produced, you know, back then in Brazil, that that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. We're talking, cool. we're talking with uh, Orlando and Patricia of the group Minas. They'll be performing uh, on the campus of Villanova University uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, September 28th. This is uh, Nick Langan on this WXVNU special. Um, I'd love to hear from each of you. I, you touched on it a little bit. Just influences, um, whether it be the Brazil 66, um, just the, the songbook that I find incredible of Antonio Carlos Jobim. 
um obviously you and what i thought is wonderful too one of your albums we could talk a little bit about your discography um the gets gilberto album as well um redoing that album what a classic project that is so either orlando or patricia either one of you let's talk about a little bit about the influences that maybe are still present in in your music today well i i have to say that joe beam is a huge um influence I, his music is complex his harmonies his melodies um you know are very you know compelling and always interesting to play and and work on um and uh you know giovan and some of the old piano um brazilian jazz trios that ayrto um, was drumming for and Ayrton Flora both um, influences on our music. How anything that you Milton want to Nascimento. Add? Milton, absolutely Milton Nascimento. Yeah. And, and then you know we both had classical education, and uh, I love uh, uh, Stravinsky and Schoenberg and atonal music. And I have written a lot of uh, classical-oriented pieces as I well. I saw that. That is yeah. what a repertoire that is, because <laughs> that obviously. You think of the bossa nova sounds, which again I absolutely love, and but you know I don't want to say it's a polar opposite, but class classical is obviously a, a very different style. Can you talk about sort of the differences, or or maybe there's more similarities than than one might think? Yeah, you know what I do is I I write the, the um, contemporary classical music, but I use rhythms from Brazil. I remember the first time mm. I. I did that. I wrote these 12 tone poems for oboe and viola. And the musicians were like, and the, the, the teachers also said, where did you find these rhythms? I said, well, I mean, I grew up in Brazil and these are very, you know, so I use a lot of elements from, from the Brazilian music, but uh, I present them in a different light, you know, and uh, the harmonies are a little more atonal and, uh, more progressive in some ways, but the roots are there, the roots of Villa, Villa Lobos, you know, another choice. Understood. That's that is I, I love it. I love the different, um, you know, the, the, the different influences. Um, and I think it, it, it's as you both sort of describe it. Um, that's what makes the sound of, of, of the group so unique. Um, you know, Brazilian American music coming together, um, forming right. this musical palette. Um, and again, I just think the the whole influence um, I think it's just so, you know, just so unique, so pleasing. Um, I think this spreads joy to just the, the whole Brazilian sound. Um, yeah, it's very positive music. Yep. It makes Which, you feel good. And we've had a lot of uh, interesting uh, um, reactions from the audience. And uh, one of my favorites is that we did a concert here in the Philadelphia area. Just a duo is in a concert room with a grand piano and just the two of us. And this woman came to me afterwards and she was very serious and she said, you, you know what, I'm going to tell you something. And I thought, I'm in trouble. <laughs> what? what? She said, I live with pain every day. And tonight, for the length of your concert, I forgot about my pain. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's the best deep. compliment that's, I've ever No, that, that is, but that's power. That has to be so 
moving to hear from from you the performer just just how meaningful and i i i feel it i you know to, to, when music moves you like what that can do to you emotionally yeah absolutely yes and i think i think it'd be a, a great tie-in what the, each of you have done um first of all um just just you know being connected in the Philadelphia area, um, you know, Orlando, I, I, I think the only school that that you don't represent right now is is Villanova because you, you yeah. have you have a uh, master's in arts admin from Drexel, you have a master's right. in composition from Temple. Um, the 2015 album that 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 Mina's did uh, was conducted by Terrell Stafford um, mm -hmm. in 2015. So yeah. um, I guess quickly, uh, just your what. You come back to from Brazil. What drew you to the Philadelphia area? Uh, the but the both of you, and then maybe talking about some of the work you each have done teaching, and particularly the the Brazilian adventure um, uh, initiative, which I think is so wonderful, bringing this sound to schools throughout the Delaware Valley. Let's talk about the Philadelphia connection. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Philadelphia has been great to us since we arrived. I mean, they just kind of swooped us up because it was at the beginning of world music. Um, and I think in a way people considered us like this world music band and it just exploded here. Um, and we have done, I, I don't know how many recordings here and, and shows with the World Cafe Live, which has been an incredible venue for us. Um, we have seen, I don't know how many kids, students have we seen with our... Over a million students have seen wow. Brazilian yeah, Adventure. Which is really great. We get the kids involved. They play percussion. They sing. They learn Portuguese. They learn about Brazil. They have a very positive ex you know, experience of self-expression. Um, so that, that's been really fun part of our career. Um, I came back to Philadelphia because my family originally was from here. Um, they were immigrants from Sicily. Um, so, um, you know, I kind of pulled Orlando in this direction. <laughs> so, you know, um, and I actually wrote a, a whole musical project about that. Um, and published so a, a book. Mus a musical theater piece that uses Brazilian rhythms, but it's based on musical theater. Um, so, you know, we've had very different projects, but, you know, Philadelphia has just been amazing for us. It really has. Uh, we have been able to raise a family, um, make a living just playing music and educating, you know. I taught at UArts for about 10 years. I taught Brazilian jazz and percussion there and taught some of their uh, music business courses you know, with my master's in arts administration and then just uh, um, being a musician, uh, running my own band, you know. Yeah, a lot. and having all these great talent in Philadelphia. That's right. We have That's... worked with, whether it's musicians or music engineers, master of, you know, our projects, um, music studios, recording studios, we've just have had been able to work with some of the best people. And also accessibility, you know, everything's so accessible here. We, we had a, a three-year-old when we moved here and we just did not want to go to New York and, and raise our kids in, you know, in that environment. I think the way people describe it, it's like a, a big town and like just the way you just, New York is, 
I mean, New York is great, but it can be so overwhelming. And Philadelphia obviously is an international city, but it, it's it doesn't it, accessible, I think, is, is a great way to describe it. And there is there is, you know, sort of like an untapped maybe music scene. Um, and maybe you could talk a little bit about the state of Minas today. Some of the performance you, performers you regularly work with, including Andrew New on saxophone. Like when when Minas performs, is there a usual cast of characters? Uh, obviously, Patricia and yourself, Orlando. Um, right, but right. Does it? tend to um is there a usual ensemble would you say there is we usually have our, uh, the drummer tom cohen has been working with us since the early days and bass player jim stager and uh horn player john swana has been working with us for over 30 years and uh those are you know our first call and andrew new of course so it's a sextet and we just did a, a new album recently Beatles in Bossa, the double album, which is actually um, <laughs> 14 Beatles songs released on a CD and vinyl, double vinyl. And that uh, that's up for uh, six Grammy nominations uh, th this year. That is really excited oh, about that we'll be is, playing some of the Beatles songs uh, at, at Nova. I think that is such a cool, such a, you know, Beatles to Bossa Nova, what a unique <laughs> concept. Um, and that's I that had to be um how challenging, you know, the Beatles melodies. Again, maybe you wouldn't necessarily think being, you know, put to that sound. How challenging was that to put together? Um, and how proud are you both of the, <laughs> the outcome? Well, it just was very natural. And I, I think it's because the Brazilian music is really our language you know the rhythmic foundation um and so you know when we arranged the the beatles songs um you know we were mixing all kinds of brazilian rhythms we are using a lot of music um sort of techniques for arranging with you know playing with the melody making it longer making it shorter making putting it in portuguese or whatever so it was totally fun and it creative so um, it just sounds yeah. like a joy to to see it all come together that it was, was uh, it, it totally was a fun project it was it was a uh, so much fun and uh there was so much creativity and uh, you know the music well the thing is that uh, before i got into bossa nova i, I was really really into beatles I played, in fact, when Patricia approached me to uh, start playing Brazilian music together, I didn't have that interest, you know. I was more like the grass is greener on the other side, you know. I, I was interested in uh, progressive rock. Sure. And sure, sure. avant-garde classical, atonal a music and in electronic music. But... I grew up with the bossa nova. Bossa nova was always present in my life. My, uh, I come from a house of three. I'm the youngest of three. My middle brother was really uh, an avid bossa nova um, lover, and he had vinyl records. And um, I started using um, those influences very early, but didn't incorporate them. Actually, I, I didn't say it right. I did not incorporate Bossa Nova until I met Patricia. It was inside of me. 
that's I you know which is so so you know sort of tap that you know into you or you know tapping it out of you that the, and and I think that you know the result of the relationship that is uh you know and and it speaks for itself now uh for four decades um that's absolutely wonderful um well we're so excited at Villanova to have Mina's again uh if you're hearing this um you know before the show uh <laughs> it's going to be at the Mullen Center for the Performing Arts uh this we're you know, this will be airing today wednesday um later this evening at 7 p.m um tickets are available by contacting the uh, mullen center box office um i just i'm so thankful orlando and patricia for for taking the time to to talk with us um any final thoughts what maybe people can expect at the uh the show at villanova and also how to find out more about minas i know uh, you have a wonderful website um, just to to be able to purchase some of the, some of your albums, uh, uh -huh. how people can can find out more about you. Sure, um, our website is minasmusic.com, m-i-n-a-s music.com, minasmusic.com. We have a store there. We have a, a calendar that people can find out about our performances. Uh, our next performance of the Beatles show is going to be on October the twenty second, and it's a free performance that Saturday, October 22nd at 2 p.m. at the 20th Century Club in Lansdowne. That's where actually our hometown now. Oh, and awesome. sponsored awesome. by uh, the Borough of Lansdowne. It's a full band. And full it's going to be the full band. And the recording artists of, of the album. Wow. Wow. That's great. That's yeah, great. come out. <laughs> Definitely. That's uh, so we'll, 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 we'll be sure to mention that on WXVU, uh, October 22nd in Lansdowne, see Mina's, um, you know, if, if, if you like what you hear uh, in the Mullen Center um, and the performance we're going to play live here on WXVU, the, the first time in our history, a, a live concert performance, uh, Mina's show in the Mullen Center, check them out in Lansdowne. Um, again, full details on their website, minasmusic.com. Orlando, Patricia, thank you so much. This was wonderful. Um, Our pleasure. Again, I'm I'm so excited you're you're going to be performing at Villanova. Um, all the best to you, and just just keep that bossa nova sound going. That's, that's <laughs> thank that's you. Best so wishes much. to you. Nice to meet yeah. you. <laughs>